Welcome to Frank Bruno Law. I am Frank Bruno. I'm an elder law attorney in New York. Today's topic, real estate. Real estate has been busy, so I decided to do a few more videos on real estate. So the way I explain real estate to clients, I'll ask them uh, if they've ever bought a used car. That response. <laughs> It used to be a more effective example. A lot of people now lease. But the reason I use the used car analogy, and there's a segment of my population that um, in fact knows this example. But what do you do with a used car? Person has a car, you give them the cash, 3,000, 5,000, 22,000, whatever the car is. Often enough, people will have that sum of money in a bank account. They take the money out or under the mattress. They'll take that money, give it to the holder of the, the owner of the car. The owner of the used car will sign the title and will give you the keys. So cash, bank checks, cash, for keys and title. And that's exactly the way uh, the real estate story happens as well. That's the big picture. That's the 10,000 foot view. If a person um, had the 500,000, the 940,000, the $1.2 million in the bank, they would give it to the owner of the home. The owner of the home would sign over a title, which is called a deed, deed title. They'd sign the deed and give keys, and that's it. That's the overall big picture. Now, what happens? People don't have the 500,000, the 940,000, or the $1.2 million in the bank, right? Typically they don't, and even if they did have it, they might still want to use a lender. At that point, the transaction becomes a little more complicated because a person has to go to a bank, they have to get qualified, they need to receive money, all of this takes place over time, so there needs to be a contract, right? And I'll go through each of these, these steps, but for now, it's kind of like buying a used car or a brand new car in the example of uh, using financing, right? It's a busy time for real estate. Next week, we have three closings, two buyers and a seller. Myself and my paralegal, we've been getting the files prepped. Things to do, things to do. Uh, obtaining mortgage payoffs. Checklists. Determining what fees are due, commissions. What adjustments to do. Uh, water in the water. Oil in the tank. Real estate tax. There's a lot to do. We've been busy like bees. Real estate is going uh, great guns. I spoke to a realtor today and there's uh, two reasons that I could identify. Some pent up buyers and sellers. Maybe we're fixed in time, frozen because of the pandemic. And the interest rates, the interest rates are great. So if you haven't gotten on the bandwagon, 
now is the time to sell or to buy. And if you need help, I represented clients that uh, were selling a property. And um, I don't often speak about real property, but it's something that I've done uh, the entirety of my career. It actually works nicely with estate planning in that, uh, you know, passing assets onto the next generation. Sometimes after a probate, we have to sell property. Um, oftentimes, we, we will fund a trust with a piece of property. So handling real estate matters and working with uh, deeds and transfer deeds and the selling of property, it works together nicely. So um, the, the situation today is that uh, two couples owned a two-family, right? Uh, sister, sisters-in-law, brothers, they owned the property. And one of them is moving out of state and the other is moving in state. So we were coordinating, we are still coordinating with the sale today in New York and the purchase in uh, Florida on Tuesday. Uh, we had to coordinate a wire and uh, a payoff of the mortgage here and a portion of the proceeds to satisfy the, the loan in Florida. Now I don't work in Florida. I'm only a t an attorney in New York but we had to do that coordination. And then the other couple, they're buying a property here in New York. So it's the exciting part of real estate. A sell and then two buys. Woohoo! So I was recently asked a question uh, about meeting a person and uh, signing contracts, signing documents, um, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, right? The entire world... Um, that has changed with the pandemic. So before, we always signed contracts in person. I wanna say 20 years before that, there were sit down contracts. A seller's attorney would prepare the contract of sale. The seller, seller's attorney would be present in their office and the buyer and the buyer's attorney would go to the contract, uh, go to the seller's lawyer's office, and there would be what we call a sit-down contract. And there would be negotiations about the contract and the terms, not price or deposit, although that may have come in. I started practicing, um, well, I graduated law school in 95, and in that era and that time frame, and a little bit after that, we really stopped doing sit-down contracts. And <clears throat> I don't know why, maybe they're still done uh, in certain areas or with uh, property of a certain value. But the typical one, two, six-family property in Queens, Nassau, Suffolk, Brooklyn, Richmond County, we're Manhattan, we're not doing a, uh, a sit-down contract. And it's been a long time since, since we had done that. But what had taken place was that the sales attorney would prepare a contract and mail it. And then the buyer's attorney would review, sign, 
and then faxes were introduced. Then we started faxing. Then emails were introduced, so we would get a contract s scanned to us. Well, the pandemic uh, accelerated the uh, the process of introducing new and modern technology. So the typical protocol now has been, it remains the seller's attorney preparing a contract of sale and getting it into the hands of the buyer's attorney, typically a scanned contract uh, sent by email. But what's different, what's new about this is electronic signatures. And there's a software that you can have in, in my office has it, where we take the contract of sale and we can send it to our clients and they can digitally sign, right? So electronically sign uh, by computer. And uh, so that's what happened yesterday. I reviewed a contract of sale with a, uh, with a client by phone. The client had the contract uh, on the computer, was able to view it. I had my copy of the contract in front of me and we went paragraph by paragraph and uh, highlighted different uh, important uh, aspects of the contract. And the client had inquiries about uh, the contract and, and certain things about, uh, you know, what does this paragraph say and what is that? And just because the, the client had read the contract before we uh, got this opportunity to meet. So, sort of an explanation. The question by someone today was, can I sign a contract electronically? And the answer is yes. We did not previously utilize this uh, methodology, but now it's, uh, I think it's gonna be here to stay. I was reached out to by a, uh, a client to be uh, concerning the sale of their residence. This particular person has a, um, a home that was inherited a couple of years ago. And I'm just gonna use um, even numbers. So the home is inherited and it, you know, it makes it easy for the story. The home was inherited two years ago for a million dollars. Not the real value, just using that as a, a number. And now the value is about 1.2 million. So there's a gain of 200,000. This home, uh, this property is a property that the person resides in as a principal residence. And the gain of the 200,000 in the last two years would not require payment of capital gains. That's right. Why? Because the gain, uh, it's a permissible gain, permissible gain, that's fine. <laughs> if you need to know other things about real estate and the sale of property or inherited property, I can answer your questions as well. Real estate closings post-pandemic. Are we post-pandemic? We're slowly moving past things, right? The pandemic taught us that we could meet virtually by Zoom. We could sign contracts electronically. 
and we can even attend closings remotely. Some different versions of how to conduct a remote closing, some of which are the attorney for the buyer, the buyer and the bank meet, and the attorney for the seller and the seller are in a different location. Uh, other ways that, it, that it's been conducted is the documents are sent in advance and the buyer uh, and the buyer's attorney are still together signing documents without a bank attorney. Then the documents are scanned and returned. Then the bank attorney wires the money to the attorney for the seller. Uh, it's a lot of coordination. The, uh, the first time I conducted a, uh, a remote closing in my nearly 25 years of practice was, I want to say, June of 2020. The pandemic was in uh, full swing, shelter in place, quarantine had begun, and the closing to close remotely was harrowing. I was uh, at my home, my client was in uh, Suffolk County, buying a property in Suffolk County, um, I had to uh, review the documents, then get on the phone with my clients, tell them uh, about it. Then we had to wire, get wiring instructions. Some money had to go to uh, a payoff uh, in one spot and uh, the new purchase in another. It was really a very draining, harrowing experience. Uh, but we've come about and streamlined it a little bit more. And uh, I'll be conducting a remote closing uh, in the next week or so. Um, and the process will be completely different. The reason this closing is going to be remote is that a client uh, from Queens is buying property upstate. So we conducted uh, the search, we entered into contracts uh, digitally, and we're going to wire money and we'll just close in that way. Documents from the seller will be pre-signed. And uh, if you have any questions about remote closings, Reach out to me, frankbrunolaw.com.